0: DMU
1: has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin
0: we, we hung out with with Kevin from alcohol by volume he only says like three words he, he's like really shy he really talked to me towards the end of the night when he was drinking more man he, he was he was right there with us talking about my whole minute
1: alcohol
0: by volume oh, I'm actually kind of drunker alcohol by volume awesome show you really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two he's blazed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. But Kevin, it's, some stupid case. It's a weird are Polish last day yeah. yeah Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol in volume. Alcohol
1: my body. I shove
0: alcohol in my butthole. That's not it?
1: Nothing to do with butthole. I
0: mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kinda of like a drinking a vitamin, right?
1: So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Ow.
2: Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and
0: far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! <laughs>
3: The reports of my demise have been greatly, greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It's Tuesday, August 27th, 2013. I am your drunkie host, Kevin. If you want to Skype in Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or call the number 862-345-7125. Uh, you can check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. And, of course, download all our wonderful shows from More Like Radio on iTunes. Just look up More Like Radio. You can also go to morelikeradio.com slash downloads. And finally, also on morelikeradio.org. And lastly, you can also join the alcohol by volume beer tasting list at tinyurl.com slash tasting. It's an open Google spreadsheet. Add your beers to the list. Rate them. Uh, you know, show the alcohol level of them, the dollar amount you paid for it, the ratio of dollars to booze, all that wonderful stuff. Um, I haven't added much stuff on there lately, but there, there, there's, a, there, there's a there's a there's a good reason for that. I will start with the story that uh, I know Punchy uh, kind of um, kind of mentioned a little bit on uh, the "It's All About Me" podcast with Hollis and Rorschach. Um, and a hello and thank you to them for uh, you know the little mention on there. I heard you guys and Punchy talking about the uh, shenanigans from Friday. Um, and give them a little plug. You can listen to them live on Radio Foo Bar, Saturdays, noon to 3. And you can check out their page at itsallaboutme.com. That's four E's. So check out their show. The last show, they were interviewing our good pal Punchy. So... Uh, some of you know that my birthday was on, well, actually yesterday. And on Friday, went out to do a little celebrating with uh, some of the MLR crew. It was me, my wife, Hammy, his wife, uh, Dennis Western Echo, and Punchy. We all went out bowling. So, you know, having a good time there. Uh, Punchy or um, Hammy buys the first pitcher of beer. And it's just Budweiser. It, w- it was cheap. Figured why not? I think they had they had Budweiser, Amstel, and I want to say like Bud Ice in pitchers. Otherwise, I was going to be spending like four fifty a bottle for Sam Adams or Yingling. And I figured, eh, what the fuck, you know, it, it, it's beer at this point. We're just bowling. We're having a good time. So somehow or another, I, I, I got through that first pitcher pretty quickly. So I'm, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm I'm buzzing and everything. We're 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 playing some good bowling. Uh, it, for those of you that have seen basketball, there was a lot of that going on, just trying to psych everybody out as they're rolling the ball down the lane. It, there was there was just some stellar stellar psych outs from Hammy and and a few really good ones from Dennis too. And how Punchy was in there with them too. And uh, what we were we were kind of playing elimination, so that whoever had the worst score in the first game was knocked out. And I believe Hammy's wife got knocked out in the first game. Second game, my wife got knocked out. In the third game, well, that was our last game. And there's probably a good reason for that. So, as the evening progressed, I apparently continued to buy pitchers of beer. We were there for, I am guessing, maybe about, uh, I don't know, maybe about three hours or so. I know Dennis can probably... um, confirm or deny the timetable on this because it it gets blurry at the end extremely blurry but we were there for about three hours and within that three hours i consumed about three pitchers of budweiser pretty much punchy said on it's all about me he thought it was about a pitcher and a half but no it it was it was about it was about uh three pitchers. okay and dennis said uh punchy and him were there from eight to eleven ish so okay, so I, I was I was drinking for probably thereabouts four hours, um, and contrary to what Punchy had said on the other show, I wasn't even pre gaming. I had I had um, what did I eat in that day? Oh yeah, okay. I had not eaten much. I had had a little bit for breakfast, a little bit for lunch. We had Chipotle for dinner, which um, the remnants of which are well were sitting in the Alexis Diner parking lot. I am assuming. But, oh, poor Dennis. He can't Skype in for this. He wants to. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis. Um, so, apparently, as as I was drinking and as the bowling progressed further, I apparently became this super bowler. I, I, I was hitting strikes and spares and everything. Hammy couldn't fucking believe it, even with all the psych outs. And... Even within, up to that third game, apparently I was still knocking out spares. I only know this because I saw uh, some chat history in uh, the WhatsApp app. Shit that I honestly don't remember typing. Um, in fact, let me see. Let me see. I, I think I have the image saved on my phone. Because I know um, Mitch brought it up, so I probably have it saved in my gallery from WhatsApp. And I'll, I'll see if I can. Uh, See if I can decipher what the fuck I was saying. Uh, WhatsApp images. Here we go. I don't know what that is, but it looks delicious. Um, Let's see. Okay, here we go. Punchy is totally ursigying me out. So I think I was trying to type psyching. And I'm so miha drunker than anyone riauses. Which is just Oriusiv. Fuck, whoa, I'm gonna get the layer. I don't know what that means. Spare, maybe? I don't know. Uh, do glad my wife is XRT. And apparently that meant driving. Uh, holy hit, bangarang. My phone E, only bad, 26 leafy. But I toast hit a P, spare. I don't remember a fucking bit of that typing and I should probably thank SwiftKey for uh keeping the autocorrect working as much as it fucking did there. But anyway, um I honestly do not remember the end of that third game of bowling. And uh maybe Dennis can enlighten me uh if if I did actually end up with the the uh the worst score in that. I think I I have a feeling it was probably between me and Punchy. I'm not sure. And it was probably me, but I'm not sure. So, most of the rest of this, as it occurred, was dictated to me by my wife. Uh, we were getting ready to leave. Uh, I was trying to take my shoes, my bowling shoes, off apparently, and uh, almost fell on my ass. Um, oh. Damn. Okay. Dennis said me, me and Punchy were number two and three in that game behind Hammy. So okay. See, I I I was saying how it's like Legend of Drunken Master. I am Legend of Drunken Bowler. Apparently, when I'm completely blitzed, I bowl better. Don't understand it. But anyway, I was trying to take my bowling shoes off. Apparently, thankfully they were Velcro. Uh, I suppose. I believe my wife said she had to help me help me take the second shoe off. And somehow, I slipped on my regular shoes, got out to the parking lot, and then we were all going to go to a diner afterwards. So, my, thankfully, my wife was driving. Uh, we drove to the diner, and from what I've been told, I was kind of sitting hunched over in the passenger seat, and then leaning out the door of the car, and I was doing that kind of breathy... <sighs> just wait a second, uh, yeah, yeah, j- just wait a second, just wait a second, and I, I gathered that was probably about the point that I horked up a lot of the beer and a lot of the Chipotle because my wife said she was seeing whole red peppers coming out, so that was probably a bit of a calorie negative a day, because um, I think I actually ran earlier that day, <laughs> um, and one thing my wife mentioned was that the vomit did not actually smell like vomit; it still smelled like beer. So that probably tells you how much of it there was in my system. At that point, I believe uh, Dennis had some water bottles in his car. I think I actually still have one in my car right now. I had some tissues, you know, trying to trying to get me kind of cleaned up and stuff. And at that point, my wife was just going to take me home. No no sense in bringing me into the diner. I wasn't going to you know, be able to eat anything anyway, which is a fucking bummer, because how often do I get to have disco fries anymore? Ugh. But anyway, um, my wife then decided that maybe she'd better be safe than sorry and decided to take me to the local emergency room. Dennis in the chat says, who knew drinking Budweiser is the new weight loss regiment? <laughs> well, okay, and the funny thing about this, well, funny, I don't know, I, 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 I could say I almost died, but it's probably a little bit too dramatic, um, so she takes me to the ER, um, drops me off at the door, which of course reminds me of that Brian Regan joke about how uh, a hospital not having valet parking is a huge oversight, you know. Yeah. you go in. Tell them you're shot. Ask them if they validate, and you know shit like that. So, apparently, a, a male orderly had to assist me out of the car, uh, believe into a wheelchair because I wasn't walking anywhere, and he wasn't going to carry my ass. And I apparently, at the time, was rather upset with my wife. I remember some flashes of this where I'm kind of hunched over and saying, don't make me do this, don't make me do this, don't make me do this, don't make me do this. I don't fucking know. But apparently, once I was with the orderly, I was very cool with the guy. I was very polite, you know, just like, oh, thanks, man, and all that kind of shit. I'm thinking that deep down, subconsciously, even when I'm completely plastered, blackout drunk, I still realize that it's important to be nice to the people who provide a service for you. So I am not a belligerent drunk. I, I have a feeling that if I was to get arrested by cops for a drunken disorderly, I would just go. I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry. You guys got me. You got me. Yeah. Let me, let me get in the car. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sorry. You, uh, you, let me put my hands behind my back. You guys got to cuff me first. I'm sorry. And, and that's probably what would happen to me. And oh, God damn it. How, how is that? How is that gay, Dennis. That's, that's just drunken whining. <laughs> oh, wait, you're saying that the male orderly... I don't even remember what the dude looked like. I think I was just... I, I was just being nice because he was providing me the service of wheeling me into the hospital so I didn't die. <laughs> uh, but to, to break off from me going into the ER at this point while my wife is parking, I don't know if you guys remember that article last week that I covered. I become my own news story here with certain beer brands being tied to ER visits. Oh, look, I had fucking Budweiser. I end up in the ER. Son of a bitch. <sighs> and no, Dennis, there was no other orderly that provided me another service as I was passed out late at night in the hospital. And believe me, it was a mess there. They had, like, I think they had like one doctor on call there. But anyway, they, they wheel me in, I guess they, I don't know, they put the bracelet and all that shit on me, my wife's filling out the paperwork. Um, the, the first thing I really, really remember being there is sitting up in the hospital bed, puking up, and it, I think at this point it was mostly just kind of bile, I know, this this is delightful, isn't it? Uh, th- then again, some of the shit talk we've had on other shows, this is mild, um, puking into one of those just like blue puke bags, and uh, from that point I don't I don't remember puking after that, and I was just kind of laying there in the bed, alternately sweating and freezing my ass off. Uh, they had, you know, a TV going. I don't know what fucking shitty show was going on there. At one point, I the nausea had somewhat passed enough, and I had my three uh, DS there, so I just started playing. Animal Crossing, so Marianne and Ashley would be proud. Uh, I figured, oh man, I gotta water my flowers. And again, out of all my listeners, Marianne and Ashley are probably the only ones who will understand that. Um, and you know, I had an IV in my hand. My the, half of my hand is all fucking bruised up from the IV. From them, you know, hydrating me back up. Didn't have to have my stomach pumped, miraculously. Uh, because that would have just made things a whole fuck of a lot worse. Um, So let's see, we got there, like, Dennis said we were at the, um... (laughs) Dennis is right, there was nothing left to pump at that point. Yeah, I, (sighs) going by what Dennis and my wife say, they, um... (laughs) I was just spewing all over the place. And, and, in, in a moment of you know non non joking honesty here, I have to thank Dennis for actually being genuinely concerned and helpful. And I know my wife appreciated it too, um, <laughs> because my wife was freaked the fuck out. That's that's the second time. She's ever seen me puke after drinking, and the first time it happened, and I, I want to say I've told this story on the show before, this, this is a quick one, wasn't blackout drunk, we were at her cousin's wedding, and stupid me, I was mixing beers and white Russians and champagne and everything else, and I was just drinking the entire night, uh, you know, a lot of hard liquor. And her parents were driving us back to their house so we could pick up our car my wife was going to drive us home. And I'm sitting there in the back seat, rocking back and forth, just trying not to concentrate on how nauseous I'm feeling. I get out of the car, give my wife that, oh, hold on, wait a second, wait a second, and then just let everything up in the corner of the driveway, thankfully nearest the street. Uh, I, I seem to remember it had a kind of a creamy appearance, so that might have been the white Russians there. But I was not blacked out at that point. This time I was fucking just I was I have never blacked out like this before. So I tonight is actually the first time I've had a drink since that night, and you guys know me. I like to drink on the weekends, and I was not fucking touching it. So we got out of the bowling alley around eleven ish. Probably got to the hospital, I would say, by about midnight, and got out of the hospital maybe by about it was around five a.m. or so. Got home. And, uh, went to sleep for a little bit. Thankfully, 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 my son was at my, um, in-law's house. They were watching him for the night because we were going to be out bowling late. Anyway. And, um, so went home, went to sleep for maybe about four or five hours. And then, you know, my wife picked up our kid and everything. And I was just trying to get myself rehydrated again with juice, you know, eating a little bit of dry toast, um, and uh, amazingly, amazingly, I was really perfectly fine by the end of the night. Shame of it was that I had scheduled a massage for myself, and no, not a happy ending massage, just a regular 60-minute Swedish massage. I enjoy them. They're, they're very stress-relieving for me, and it's really the only time I can ever fucking relax anymore with my goddamn job. And maybe I'll rant about that a little bit later. Um... But I had to reschedule that, which was kind of a bummer. We just told them, "Ah, uh, yeah, we were at the hospital until five last night because of a, a medical emergency." Yeah, you know, just kind of kept it a little bit vague like that. Um, so rescheduled it for this Friday, so I'll be happy with that. And um, by Sunday, went out to went out to eat for dinner at Chevy's out here. Had a coupon for my birthday for a free entree. Blah blah blah. And I think uh, what was it? I think. Sir Darkseid, I believe, works at a Chevy's, so he he may know the appeal of the chips and salsa there, which are fucking phenomenal, but I was uh, totally good, didn't eat as much as I normally would, which I think is good, I think the massive purging of my stomach may have tapered off my voracious appetite that I've had lately, like... Even even tonight before the show, like my, my wife normally knows that you know I'll I'll drink and drink and drink during the show, and afterwards I'll have the drunken munchies. And oh shit, I just saw Dennis going log on Skype. Now I'm fucked. Uh, <laughs> um, but she knows I get the drunken munchies, and she's like, "So what do you want after the show?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I I don't need anything tonight." She's like, "No Taco Bell White Castle?" I'm, not, I'm like, "No, nah, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Maybe I'll have a little bit of ice cream, and that's it." So. That that was Friday. That was Friday, and um, that that is why the moonshine-centric show is on a uh, bit of a postponement. I am drinking a little bit of moonshine right now, but it, it's maybe about an ounce worth that I just mixed with some 7-Up, just so I could kind of see what the taste was. I got uh, Apple Pie moonshine, 70 proof. Mixes with 7-Up pretty good. Not too bad, so... and Dennis is calling in. So let me answer this call here. Hello, sir. Oh, wait. uh, Okay, I was just making sure I didn't have you muted. (laughs) You hear me now? Yep, you're good.
2: Okay, I I had to call in for just to offer a slightly different perspective from your story.
3: Oh, dear. Okay, go ahead.
2: (laughs) Uh, For a few seconds. So first of all, as far as the pitches of beer, like this is my perspective. You ordered the first pitcher, I guess.
3: uh, uh, guess Hammy,
2: actually. Someone else somebody else ordered a second one and it was gone pretty quickly. Yeah. And the third one, I don't remember, I got the third one and I was asking around who was going to drink and everybody was like, eh, maybe not me, I don't know, but I got
3: it anyway. Oh shit, and all this time I thought I got the third one. Damn.
2: <laughs> I got the last, oh, maybe you got three and I got the fourth one oh, then. Dear so maybe I, I drank,
3: oh wow, maybe I drank four of them then. <laughs>
2: but the one I got at the end, I put it down and I literally poured one cup of Budweiser for myself. Ten minutes later I looked and it was empty. Oh, just gone. Oh. And I looked around at like who else? Nobody else <laughs> was drinking. It had to have been you. Oh. And at that point, we got done playing, and you went to the bathroom, and you came back, and you did this thing when you know your person is trying to completely wasted. You try to walk, and then you miss a step, and you oh. almost fall completely on your ass.
3: Oh my god!
2: You stand up, and you pretend like nothing happened.
3: Yeah, I w- I was trying to remember like. How many times I actually... Because I, I, I you know, broke my seal pretty early in the night, and I, I guess I should be thankful we had a bathroom right next to our lane, but I don't remember going to the bathroom at any point, and for all I know, I could have pissed myself.
2: <laughs> oh, you were gone. I was busting your chops in the way out, which I bet you don't even remember. I, we were standing outside for five minutes, and I was making fun of your slurring.
3: I, you know, I don't even remember walking out the door. <laughs>
2: There you go. Well, I all I know is that we agreed we were gonna go to the diner and punch, and I sort of went the wrong way, but we didn't take that longer a, uh, a detour. By the time we got to the parking lot of the diner we needed to go to, we pull in and there's Hammy and Christy sitting in their car, just uncomfortably pretending to text somewhere. Oh, there's <laughs> <laughs> <Your> car. Oh. <laughs> Your wife is standing over you, and you—your eyes are closed. You're pale completely, oh. and it's just coming out. You seen the scene from uh, uh, *Exorcist* when she just projectile vomits? Oh yes, that was you.
3: Yeah, appara- that was apparently, no
2: exaggeration.
3: Apparently, there—like the next morning, there was still a little bit on uh, my car door. My I had to <laughs> clean that up in the morning, and like my—I know my wife. Because I—I normally keep like a couple blankets in my back seat. And uh, my, just like cheap fleece blankets. And my wife put that in my lap when we were going to the ER. And she's like, if you have to throw up, don't worry about it. Just throw up into this. And so apparently I threw up into that. <laughs> oh,
2: Yeah, I was trying to calm her down, but I think I may have accidentally <laughs> got her more scared because <laughs> I mentioned that I've gotten this drunk and then I've gotten drunk to the point of alcohol poisoning, which is true and more than once. Mm hmm. Maybe she heard that, and that's why she figured she was going to take no chances.
3: Well, and you know, I I don't blame her because you know what? It, they they got me hydrated with the IV. I mean, because even even once they thought I was okay enough to give me some fluids and stuff. I was still just barely, barely sipping though. There's there's no way I would have been able to get hydrated quickly enough.
2: No, we were trying to get you to drink, and you were like, you were taking the bottle of water, you were literally touching it with your lips, and I know why you were doing that, because at that point, like, I've been that wasted, but still wasted enough, not enough wasted that I can, like, remember flashes. Yeah. You're afraid to swallow, because you don't want to just start regurgitating it again. Mm
3: -hmm, Yeah. And, you know, it's almost a shame that I didn't just... Chug the well chug the water because Yeah, it, it would have felt a fuck of a lot better coming back up.
2: Yeah, you would have yeah, you would have thrown it up once, twice, and then you would've started drinking. That's what we were trying to get to do. I actually tried to while you had your head out. I wanted to just pour one entire bottle over your head to wake you up a little.
3: That would have been a good idea.
2: But but then you would like lean back and just kind of close your eyes and you look like you didn't want to be touched. Like, yeah. okay, fine.
3: I, I'm I'm I get so weird like that when I'm nauseous. Even even if it's not like a drunk nauseous, and if I'm just sick, you know, the flu or something. If I feel like I'm gonna puke, I don't want anybody around me. I I just am yeah. totally like that.
2: So basically, after last Friday, I think everybody loves your wife for being a trooper and probably hates <laughs> you.
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I learned though no more pictures because I just I too fucking easy to drink them way too quickly
2: but you know what I laughed about this uh, like for about an hour (laughs) next day when I saw your post on whatsapp you posted and I wish I'm on the phone so I can't read it you said so I spent the night in the emergency room and you ended it with fucking Budweiser like it's Budweiser's fucking fault
3: I blame well man
2: well you know not that I don't like to blame Budweiser for everything but it was very
3: funny honestly you know what honestly if I had just been drinking bottled beers that night you know, I probably would have had three bottles of beer, and I probably would have been done at that point.
2: Well, maybe just purely out of economics. Exactly, that's, yeah, that's I mean, money. But other than that, sir, you do not have a braking pedal. You don't know when to stop.
3: Apparently not. <laughs> at least, at least not not when it comes to pitchers of beer.
2: See, I have to say, I'm, I am I don't like beer that much to have that problem. I had that problem with hard liquors, mm. because if you put a bottle of, like, whiskey, not whiskey, but cognac, goodbye,
3: good Ooh. luck, oh. nice team. Wow. Yeah, me usually, like, if, if I'm drinking hard liquor like that, I'll usually get to a point where I'll start developing a headache before I ever really get that blackout drunk, although that vodka night was probably the closest. <laughs>
2: Uh, see, I'm usually done with bottle and a half before I'm even halfway to that point. Oy. That thing, it just goes down so well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have very nice memories after that. The last time I got this wasted, it was at my parents' place, which was like seven, not five or seven years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> where apparently, I was telling Punchy at some point on the way home. I got so wasted that I freaked my dog out, who apparently pooped on the floor... <laughs> I scooped it up and threw it out in the kitchen garbage bin. Oh then I fell on the glass table and broke it oh my and then God. I passed out and went to sleep. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. My parents were so nice the next morning.
3: Wow. <laughs>
2: and I felt like a complete crap. What the hell did I do?
3: Oh. And and I I wasn't I wasn't like really belligerent or anything that night, right?
2: you were, you were incapacitated.
3: Yeah, I was just uh... No,
2: would have been too articulate. <laughs> you were,
3: <laughs> and I, I still, I still don't remember typing in the WhatsApp chat until I saw that capture that Mitch posted.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that was you.
3: That well, that will be a good memory there.
2: <laughs> it was a very fun night. Otherwise,
3: yeah, like now I know, like on Facebook, my you know my wife is trying to you know, like organize other you know just little social gatherings and stuff because. I guess she thinks we should have some sort of social life, and I I apologize if she gets annoying with that. But I don't know if anybody's scared to hang out with me after that. Not me. I mean, mean, I've been there. Yeah, I mean, you know, like for instance, like that one that uh, Scanfest. I mean, there's, I don't even. They barely have any beer there. That's more, you know, the attractions and all that kind of shit. You know, and you know the the five k. Well, you know, not really drinking at that. (laughs) But oh. Ooh, good times. Good times. It, 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 it provides good radio for MLR. You know, pu- well, puking we're still alive,
2: in, you know. so what provides good radio. Yes.
3: Yeah, p- puking in a diner parking lot, or you know, fucking some whore in a stairwell. That's what it comes down to.
2: Well, let's face it. If you haven't got drunk and puked in a parking lot, you should not have a al- show called Alcohol by Volume. Yeah, I mean shit, qualify.
3: Shit, when I was when I was nineteen, I puked on the side of I ninety six in Michigan. With cars whizzing past me at sixty-five miles an hour, and that was and that was when I was puking up water, and that felt fucking good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've had these, and then I've woken up at rest areas like an I eighty, like miles away from here, not knowing how I drove there.
3: Oh wow!
2: Yeah, that happened more yeah. than once.
3: Yeah that that this this is the first time I've ever pretty much just woken up in the ER though, and and you got to think I am a little bit old for that. This being my first time for that happening,
2: <laughs> I was shocked that yeah, your wife said that she's seen you. This this is was well, the second time ever, and yeah. I was like, th-
3: th- does he drug you after? <laughs> is he, like a memory eraser thingy? <laughs> well, what happens? I mean, I I will you know there there have been show nights where I'll I'll get pretty plastered, or you know nights after work where I, I deal with so much bullshit at work that I just have to come home and just drown my sorrows. But for the most part, there may be little bits here and there that i don't remember but for the most part i remember the entire evening i'm just kind of eh, all over the place this was just the complete opposite where there are those few flashes i remember and everything else is just a blur yeah these are not fun i never like these they're yeah. always at le- you know what thankfully
2: and i i said that before and i'll say it right now you should thank your wife for being there, because she's the reason why there are, right now, no pictures of your passed out face with a giant penis next to it. Oh,
3: yeah, I I because saw that. Because
2: if she weren't there, oh boy, <laughs> that would be the least of your problems.
3: I, I, I to- I, and I told her that you said that, and she she totally agreed, like, yeah, I have, I have a feeling they would have been fucking with you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate that she basically rescued me from that. She, she's a good egg. She... She saved me that night.
2: <laughs> uh, All right, I'm going to let you do the show.
3: Okay, cool. Thanks, man.
2: <laughs> Later, dude. Later.
3: Ah, oh, Yeah, so that was my <laughs> Friday evening. Uh, and, yeah, my my wife, as Marianne has said it to me, too, my, my wife is a goddamn saint. So I'm very glad that my wife doesn't really drink that much at all. I mean, honestly, if she ever does have a drink, it's because we have a leftover bottle of rum at home, and you know she makes a strawberry daiquiri with it or something. But otherwise, you know, she usually won't drink out. She might get like a margarita somewhere, and that's a rare, rare occasion. So, at least I have a built-in designated driver with that. But, yeah. Interesting night. Not gonna drink pitchers anymore. My, my wife, when we were in the hospital, she was Googling... How many bottles of beer does an average beer pitcher equal? And it, the general consensus was about, what was it? I think it was like five five to six 12-ounce um, bottles, which to me seemed like a bit much, but I don't know, that's what everything seemed to say. And uh, so n- now now we're all kind of blurry on exactly how many I had. Because uh, I know when we, when we got there before... Um, Hammy or before um, Dennis and Punchy got there, Hammy bought the first pitcher, so we had that. And then I know I got a pitcher when I went to the bathroom at one point. And then Dennis said he got a pitcher. I honestly don't remember if I got another pitcher. So okay, yeah. Mitch says five seems about right, six seems high. Yeah, I, I thought six just it, it didn't seem right. I mean, they were filling these to the tippy top, and even then, it didn't it didn't seem like it'd be six bottles. But let's, let's let's you know be on the on the conservative side here. Let's say there were three pitchers and not four, because we're not one hundred percent sure about that. So three pitchers. Let's assume that amongst the other people that were drinking from them, I know Hammy didn't have a lot. I know Dennis didn't have a lot. So let's say five bottles, ten bottles. Let's knock another bottle off the last pitcher, so it's four bottles. So, the equivalent of 14 bottles of Budweiser in about a, you know, 3-4 hour period, along with, I did buy a bottle of Sam Adams at one point too, so, you know, let's, let, let's just say 15 bottles of beer. Even on my drunkest night on this show, I've never had that much The most I'll usually have during, you know, one, two hour show here is, well, is six. And I guess that would kind of put me on pace for, you know, 12 and four hours. But honestly, like, for instance, when I'm doing my show, I usually start to slow down after that third bottle. Um, I I haven't even opened my first bottle of beer yet here. I'm still sipping on that seven up and moonshine. I'm completely stone sober right now. (laughs) Yeah, Mitch, Mitch corrects it here, though. 15 bottles of Bud or two real beers. It's about that's about right. Uh, I, I understand what my friend Rob was telling me though. He's like, you know, if you want to drink cheap, but you still want craft beer, buy yourself like a couple bombers or buy, you know, like a, you know, maybe a six pack of craft beer and then buy a fucking case of some cheap shit, you know, have the craft beer, have a bottle of the craft beer and then drink a bunch of the shit and you'll be able to make things because, you know, after a while you're not going to care. And I assume that was the point I was at. Ooh, (laughs) Dennis wants to do moonshine with me shot for shot. I think we may be able to arrange that next week. My, <laughs> I opened the jar of the moonshine I got. My wife smelled it. She's like, "It smells like rubbing alcohol." I'm like, no, I, I smell apple. It smells good. I mean, with a little bit of rubbing alcohol. She's like, "No, it smells like rubbing alcohol." Once I mixed it with the Seven Up, she's like, "Okay, now I just kind of smell the spices." So. But even, like any, even even if I like the uh, the Wells banana bread beer, if I try and get her to smell that. Cause that does have a very banana aroma to it. No, nope, she just smells the beer. Just smells the beer. So I know she will never be touching that stuff because that is just not her thing. Um, what else was uh, getting into here? Uh, yeah, I, I got the apple pie moonshine. So maybe maybe next week we'll try the we'll try the shot for shot. Uh, should be well, yeah, should be interesting because I believe I believe next week I will also be a. Uh, guest hosting on a certain show, but uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that just yet. Um, ooh, Mitch says, if you want to get drunk, drink two bottles of lift bridge, which I'm sending you one. I uh, had two of those during DNR once and passed out on the couch after the show. What's the, uh, what's the alcohol volume on that one? Cause I know like there, there have been a few I've had where I'll drink you know, one bomber of 11, 12, 13% and Anything else I drink just more or less maintains that ridiculous drunken blah, stage. Um, oh, poor Mitch his girlfriend woke him up before she went or woke him up when she went to work. Yeah, I mean you thankfully usually I make it to bed. Um, Dennis says, equivalent to two pitchers of bud, drink a bucket of piss, then run headfirst into a wall that that was about that was about how it felt okay yeah the, the lift bridge is 10 percent. so yeah that's that's a good one that's a good one but i'm also assuming it has the uh great flavor to it too and that's that's one thing you can't always say about a lot of the higher alcohol beers that you, you get too much burn out of it i mean that's why some of those ridiculous ones like that that tokyo from brew dog which is like what 18 percent or something it, at that at that point you're you're starting to get further and further into hard liquor territory and it, it doesn't make sense you're not getting beer out of that um, and shockingly on Saturday I, I think it was just because of all the fluids they pumped into me I was not even actually hungover on uh, Saturday morning I had a very 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 mild headache but it wasn't one of those hangover headaches it was I didn't get enough sleep headaches so I don't know I I I will attribute yeah okay (laughs) Dennis says it's because they hydrated me yeah so (sighs) learn my lesson god damn it Mm. Uh, uh okay you know what, Mitch? I appreciate whatever you get me. Me and Mitch are still doing that beer trade. I have his stuff mostly packed up. I just got I still gotta get more packing peanuts tomorrow, and then get that, get that, uh, get that box all taped up. Son of a bitch! No, that. Ugh. Well, my mouth did taste a little salty afterward. Nah, fuck. I don't even. I, God damn it. I don't know, that, that hospital, at least they were nice to me in the hospital. They didn't treat me like some fucking, ooh, just, they didn't treat me like shit. I felt good for that. A couple, a couple, like one separate room over, because I was just in one of those beds that had the, the um like the curtain with it, but like a couple of rooms over, like when my wife was helping me out to the bathroom to piss and, you know, carry, you know, taking the IV cart with me and everything, I saw some dude just like kind of. Almost like in the fetal position on a bed in a room, and there was a cop outside the room watching the room, so I don't know what the fuck was going on there. So I obviously wasn't that bad. Nope, yeah, see, Mitch, they did not treat me like the degenerate I am, and that's because even in a complete blackout drunken state, I know when people are there to service me, and not that kind of service, Dennis. God damn it, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I know somebody could edit that to make it sound really, really, really bad. Because it was probably just clean enough for that. Um, okay, so um, one thing I was I was talking like a callback to that story from last week about the different beers, uh, you know, finding more ER visits related to those beers. And honestly, I mean, I you know, I'm I'm not of the mind that you know that study says. Ooh, these beers will send you to the hospital. You know, I, I, I'm not saying that. You know, you, you drink too much of anything, it's going to send you to the hospital. You know, I, I could have had, you know, let's say three bottles of vodka that would have sent me to the hospital. But it doesn't mean, you know, vodka will send you to the hospital. But the incidental is complaining about it. And I saw this linked on Reddit today simply because the study that they did was, and this was the study uh, that the New York Times reported on, so you think, you know, journalistic integrity, that it was a pilot study. So the results they got out of the study weren't necessarily what they were going for, but it, it, this guy in this article, and, and it's more, it's it's a WordPress blog, that's what it is, and he's basically, to me, going on, well, they're misrepresenting beer. He says, uh, in the study it's uh it says in an urban emergency department on weekend nights in 2010 and 2011 105 interviews assessed feasibility of collecting alcohol brand consumption data from injured patients who drank within six hours of presentation okay so (laughs) i was joking about the journalistic integrity of the new york times dennis that was sarcasm sir at least i think it was i don't trust any of the newspapers New York Times, New York Post. Although I like the Detroit Free Press, but eh, fuck, not gonna do that. Um, so with with this study, it was it was a small sample size. I, th- I think it was like one hundred and five or one hundred and fifty people. It was in the an urban area in Baltimore. Of course, you could just say all of Baltimore is urban on a certain weekend at certain times. So you could say, okay, they're really cherry-picking, blah, 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 and that's why they got these results. So this study, it was more about, can we actually accurately collect this data, and not so much what the data actually was. New York Times ran with the sensationalist headline. We're not surprised by that bullshit. You know, newspapers are dead anyway, so they do what they do. But even with the data they collected... The study wasn't saying these beers will send you to the ER. It was more like when people binge drink like yours truly, they end up in the ER and end up in the ER as a result of said binge drinking. These were our findings with this sample size of what the bulk of the patients that were admitted for, you know, alcohol, what they were drinking. What it comes down to is, like, cause the, um, the, the beers that they, um, had in that article, it was, it was Budweiser, uh, Bud Ice, I think, what was it, um, Steel Reserve, Bud Light, and I think Colt 45, if I'm remembering correctly. Cheap beers, cheap beers, cheap malt liquor. So is it really that big of a surprise that Budweiser was up there, even with that small of a sample size? You know, the Bowling Center didn't have, you know, Sam Adams or Abita on tap. You know, they had Budweiser, they had Amstel, and I think they had Bud Ice too. So two of the beers that were in the pilot study. So, really, I mean, it's saying that the bulk of alcohol-related ER visits are the result of cheap beer. That's what it came down to, and those just happened to be the brands, you know, Budweiser, which was what I suffered through, you know, Bud Ice, which they had at the alley, I don't know, some people just want to, I don't know, this guy on Incidental Economist probably wanted to seem like too cool for the room, yeah, the New York Times misrepresented the actual aim of the study, but the results of the study, you know, it, again, small sample size, whatever, but you know, it, it was it was data. It was data that they collected, and they collected accurately. It just may have been slightly cherry-picked due to area and whatnot, but all it says is people drinking too much cheap beer may end up in the ER. Boom. <sighs> um, oh, yeah, and um, more fun with numbers and statistics. A couple more random musings here uh, before... Well, shit, before, before break. haha. Um, for two decades, major German breweries have allegedly been fixing beer prices. So that's wonderful. Everybody's fucking corrupt everywhere. Uh, from the article from uh, Spiegel Online. Germans like their beer and they like it cheap, but according to a report in Newsweekly Focus this week, German breweries have been conspiring to fix prices in their favor for some 20 years. Details of the investigation into the alleged beer cartel have been leaking for some time, but the latest information reveals just how broad the scope may have been. According to a federal cartel office document seen by Focus, leading German brewery conglomerates have been illegally colluding on prices for nearly two decades. Ah... uh, another part of the article until now it was thought the price agreements among German brewers were limited to the years 2006 and 2008 Focus reported but according to the more than 100 page document about the ongoing investigation this is most likely just the tip of the iceberg the companies now face fines in the hundreds of millions of euros so everybody's fucking corrupt fuckers uh almost done with the seven up and moonshine and God damn, the honestly I had the better part of a can of diet seven up and like I said maybe an ounce ounce and a half of the apple pie moonshine and it it goes together nicely I'm not getting any kind of alcohol burn out of it so and I was um, I saw a bunch of other uh, moonshine kind of recipes you know cola and the cherry moonshine things like that but not not getting into moonshine this week sorry sorry tangent 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 um okay well we're we're getting we're getting close to September 1st which is the point where I I feel comfortable getting pumpkin beers and I will admit I I I kind of kind of cheated a little bit and I did grab one of the new Sam Adams seasonals but it's just the Oktoberfest I'm not grabbing pumpkin beers yet I mean I I actually see, like, Oktoberfest, you know, Marsins and stuff all year round. So, it, this is a little bit different. So, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this, but I'm not grabbing any pumpkin stuff yet. And I was very, very tempted to pick up a bottle of pumpkin today, but I relented. That, that shit is affordable compared to a lot of the other stuff for that, that bomber bottle. It's, like, eight ninety nine, And for that, what I think is probably one of the best pumpkin beers out there, that's a fucking steal. So now we can kind of bring on the pumpkin beers, some different ones that are coming out. They're really, really spacing out the styles now before it, it was really a lot of, Ooh, Mitch is sending me a pumpkin one. Awesome. See, I love, I I love my pumpkin beers and Oh, flat earth brewing. Cool. I'm familiar with them. Ah, bomber. Awesome. Familiar with them have not had them before. So that's good. Um, but I guess they're like most of the time. Where oh geez, even Mitch hasn't tried it. See, now I feel special. Um, where was I? Um, for the most part, when you're seeing the pumpkin beers, there it's usually a pumpkin ale and your occasional pumpkin stout. This year, they're really dipping into a lot of you know a lot more different styles. Um, on this page, let's see. They I'm not going to go through this whole list because they, they have a shitload of them here. But they have you know traditional spice pumpkin ales, pumpkin porters, pumpkin saisons, pumpkin loggers, pumpkin stouts, and in this list there's even a pumpkin barley wine, which I would be very interested to try. Uh, seeing if there's any, I, I know there's a handful in here that I've had uh, in the spice pumpkin ales. Brooklyn Post Road Pumpkin Ale, had that before. Uh, Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. I have not had that one, shockingly enough. I don't even remember seeing that. And it, I get a lot of Dogfish Head out here, but it's sometimes hit or miss. There was one, um... Fuck, what was it? Uh, I know there was there was one I was looking for. I mean, I, I find Tweez and Ale from time to time. Uh, Festina Pesh. Oh, it was the, um, ApriHops. That Apricot IPA. I still have yet to see that around here. (coughs) Um, Let's see. Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale. I think I've had that. Harpoon UFO Pumpkin. I've been seeing that out already. Uh, McCausland, St. Ambrose, The Great Pumpkin Ale. I think I've had that. And uh, I know I actually... If I remember correctly, I think I sent a to, Or I'm sending a McCausland to Mitch uh In oatmeal because I don't think they distribute in Minnesota. I'm hoping uh, New Belgium Pump Kick, New Holland Ichabod Pumpkin Ale, Sam Adams Harvest Pumpkin Ale, which I got to try this year. Uh, Smutty Nose Shipyard, Southampton. So I mean, every everybody's doing pumpkin now. It, it there was a point where n- n- pumpkin was very very specialized, and if you f- you found your pumpkin beers, they were few and far between you know, not, not everybody's now, now everybody's fucking doing it. Everybody's fucking doing it. Then you have your Imperial Spiced Pumpkin Ales, and just kind of more of the same. Cigar City in Florida has one. Elysian has great pumpkin ale. Uh, Fegley's Devious Imperial Pumpkin. And I don't know, I can't remember if I've had that, but Fegley's does some good stuff. So if I haven't had that, I should probably keep an eye out for it. Hoppin Frog's, uh, hollow double pumpkin ale. I wasn't that impressed with that one last year. Sam Adams Fat Jack. I think I, gra- yeah, I grabbed that one last year, and actually, the guy at the liquor store tried to talk me out of it, but I had it, and I thought it was okay. Uh, Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin, of course, which is phenomenal. If you're able to get Weyerbacher, check that out. A handful of pumpkin porters. The only, let's see, two. there are only two brewing companies there that I know I'm able to get Epic Brewing, Fermentation Without Representation. I've had that before. That one's pretty good. Epic Brewing does their uh, their fruit beers, I and mean, there's a gourd, I guess, pretty well. Twenty First Amendment, they're the ones that do Hell or High Watermelon. It's a uh, Baltic pumpkin porter. Haven't seen that, so I got to keep an eye out for that. Belgian style pumpkin ales. Twenty First Amendment does one of those too. It's a pumpkin triple. Uh, other spice pumpkin ale styles. Okay, we got the barley wine. This is a brewery I'm not familiar with, Almanac. Uh, heirloom pumpkin barley wine, it's a 12%. Uh, Elysian Brewing, Dark of the Moon, Jack's Abbey, Mom and Pop's Pumpkin Crop, and then Lakefront Pumpkin Lager. And that's, you know, for, so your lager, lager, stout, and barley wine. I think I've had the lakefront before. I, I see lakefront here all the time. And then this was an interesting category here. This, this is stuff I, I know I'm not going to see. The brewery Autumn Maple, it's actually made with yams instead of sweet potato or instead of pumpkins and then uh indeed sweet yamma jamma and that's brewed with sweet potatoes candy yams and spices that one i would not be surprised if uh, mitch ran across that because the brewery i guess uh the brewery is indeed brewing they're uh, based out of minneapolis so he might be a lot more likely to see that um see, is there anything else i should get into before break yeah, you know, I'll I'll, I'll touch on uh, I'll, I'll touch on these couple things here, but, yeah, and then I'll hit in the break, and then I'll get into stories. Um, th- this is a quick one. I-, I totally forgot this one happened until somebody posted it uh, in the Facebook group. And if you're not in the Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/alcohol by volume, um, you know, feel free to post you know interesting beer, booze, whatever stories in there. But this was posted by well someone who. I believe is a relative of mine. He basically shares my same name, which, you know, his, I believe his middle name is my first name. And we share the same last name, but we're not sure. My, my last name, you know, is a indecipherable Polish last name. And there are basically two strings of Witasic families in the U.S. One of them is based out of Chicago. And then I believe the other is based out of like the new England, Connecticut area. We're not sure if this guy is one or the other kind of but anyway so he's on the Facebook group, posted this for me. I had seen it in a internal mail where I work and completely forgot to forgot to bring it up on the show. A prohibition era note was found in one of the old buildings at where I work. Now those of you you know that know me, you know I work at a university has a lot of old buildings on the campus. It, it was a Vanderbilt estate, so there's a mansion on there and everything. An 81 year old time capsule was found in a can of Prince Albert tobacco. And it was discovered in a wall during renovations, and it was a building that desperately needed renovations. It was the science building on campus. It used to be the carriage house, and it, it's one of those buildings that you walk in and it just it just feels stale. So they they need to revamp it. I mean, it, I lab kind of buildings always feel that way anyway. But a note from Morris County, New Jersey, plumbers and tile workers eager for the end of prohibition left a short note of their work. This is verbatim, and there are misspellings and everything, too. These bathrooms was remodeled in 1932. E.J. Parsons of Morristown, New Jersey, did the plumbing work, and Edward F. Daneker of 70 Britton Street, Madison, did the tile work. Other men worked on the job are, and then they listed names of the men on the job. It was during Prohibition, and it was a very dry job. The finder of this note, if the 18th Amendment has been changed, have a good drink on us. And actually, Prohibition was repealed the year after this note was written. And the funny thing about, well, funny, I don't know. The strange thing about where they were working was that, oh, and okay, Mitch says he has not heard of Indeed Brewing, so I don't know. I'll have to look into them. Um, but the, the you know, the estate that they were working on, apparently, like I said, it was a Vanderbilt estate. They, when they saw kind of prohibition starting to rear its head, they actually purchased enough alcohol to last the entire duration of prohibition and more. And they were known for having, you know, 600 guest, great Gatsby-style parties at their mansion and everything and all this shit. So, these poor workers, I mean, they're, they're slaving away there. Meanwhile, the owners, you know, live in the high life on illegal booze. So, but that's how that goes. Um, last little tidbit here before I go into break. I have talked about, you know, civet shit coffee. You know, that, uh, that, like, cat or, you know, kind of rodent-y kind of thing that, It'll eat the coffee beans. It ferments them, and it's you know it reduces the acidity. And they've they've made beer with that, um, you know, coffee stouts. Well, this one, uh, this one is a wine. Yes, yes, yes. It is a shit wine. Um, and I, I I was initially I was thinking, okay, this is just another one of those ridiculous, you know kind of things like they had the um wasn't there like an elephant dung beer or something that i had mentioned on here before so it's a supposedly ancient medicinal recipe it's a korean wine made using human feces let the, let that soak in there for a minute human shit in wine it gets worse supposedly it's Children's shit. What the fuck is wrong with them over there? <laughs> Dennis in the chat says, Is it called Budweiser? <laughs> Probably not too far off there. Uh, Vice Japan published a 20-minute video, all subtitled, so it wouldn't be any good on the broadcast here, but if anybody is interested, I could post it in the Facebook group, uh, about a Korean doctor who's supposedly the last man able to make this recipe called tongsul the video has actually pissed off the whole of South Korea claiming it's a misrepresentation of the culture. And I usually when you, when you hear weird shit, you're not necessarily hearing South Korea. You're hearing, you know, the bizarre dictatorial stuff in, um, North Korea. You're hearing, you know, you know, hentai in Japan and, you know, the, the weird, you know, the donut head implants that all that kind of shit. Um, there are very few historical references to this drink supposedly it's a 12th century drink and somehow Rocket 24 News in South Korea tricked an all or an Asian all girl rock group into trying it they, they apparently found some underground maker of it not that doctor apparently they bought it in an underground parking lot yeah that seems legitimate Ugh. oh yeah yeah you got any shit wine yeah man hold on let me see yeah yeah I got the shit wine <laughs> what the Fuck, dude. But the worst thing is this all-girl rock group, they actually liked it. So I don't know about South Korea anymore. Maybe, you know what? Maybe maybe Dutch has a point. Maybe Dutch has a point about South Korea because he fucking hates South Koreans. So he he, he may be on to something. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear. Wait, is that? Oh, delete. Yes. Okay. Okay. <sighs> That was uh, extremely frightening. For those of you that are not listening live, be glad because you know occasionally. Okay, well, actually, more than occasionally, the chat is fantastic. Today, oh, 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 oh Mitch posted. Well, uh, what's what's the ter- what's the official term for that with with the glass table? Is there an actual term for that? I don't know because I've never never quite been into that. Um. Ugh. <laughs> now I'm derailed god damn it oh shit 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 uh, so with that I think I'll uh, get my break ready here I got a few news stories um, of course uh, glass bottom boat thank you thank you Mitch wait wait was that sherry in the picture and well, it was probably chocolate on the table or something Post. Okay, go ahead Mitch you have permission to post it again since Dennis missed it <laughs> I probably overreacted slightly there. Itchy trinker, trigger finger in the sh- in the chat. Uh, but I'm actually, I'm definitely getting into the new beer releases this week because uh, I know I've I've skipped out on some of them. Uh, I I'm I'm really hoping that that is like some you know pecan turtles or something like that. <laughs> oh god. And I'll just leave it in the chat this time, because it's delightful. Makes me want some chocolate, actually, right now. Uh, yeah, so, what the fuck? I, I'll, I'll be covering new beer releases this time around, because the last couple weeks I've been really, really lax with that. Uh, American craft beer sales slumping due to overly demanding UK retailers. Uh, worker died in a forklift accident Stone Brewing. Uh, Schubros Brewing, Pitting Bottles Against Cans in a Combo Pack. Then I have a few lists because we love our lists, and lists are always good if I need to fill time or save it for another week. Uh, it, it's another one of those unusual beer flavor lists. If, it, if there wasn't new stuff in this one, I wouldn't even bring it up. Uh, top 7 Beer Storage Myths. I fall prey to one of them there just as a force of habit. Another list from BuzzFeed: Twenty-one reasons you should drink more beer. Uh, disclaimer: responsibly, of course, so you don't end up in the ER. And um, yeah, uh, that's that. That that will that will probably um, that'll probably close up the show. So for now, gonna hit break on Alcohol by Volume on morelikeradio.com. I'll be back after this.
0: Alcohol by Cheers. Volume, Kevin Show. Oh, hey, hey. Oh, we're Today the the show. Hey. <laughs> Radio! Uh, now I'm, now I'm realizing that this is all going to be on fucking podcast. Oh boy. I told yeah, you. Yeah, we were trying, I was trying to warn you the whole time. Dude, I don't care. I'm voluntarily Skyping into you. Use us to make a promo. I don't care. No, mm-hmm. uh, dude, like I said, my fiancé doesn't listen. Dutch got drunk one night, well, he gets drunk every night, but he got drunk one night and I used it as a promo. Why not? Use this into a promo. I, I give everyone permission to turn this audio into a promo. I don't care. He also used drunk me for a promo, too. You remember? So I, I, yeah. Punch JJ, it. you play it every week. I do. Folks at home, radio gold like this happens every Sunday and Thursday at midnight on 360 on 420, only on morelikeradio.com. like If you weren't able to catch the last hippo juice show, here's what you probably missed. The credibility that are that they are using as a bouncer at a club again strip club. Credibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is hilarious! Let's say it three more times. <laughs> 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 you, my soul. <laughs> listen to the Hippo Juice Show Live every Wednesday night 7 to 9 p.m. On moreliferadio.com Do
1: you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelightradio.com. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no. Or not teasing? So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. Get fifty percent off one item when you type DEAL forty eight for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code D E A L forty eight at AdamandEve.com. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake. Jigs- brings all the creepers to the yard and they're like it's better than yours damn right it's better than yours i could teach you but i have to charge daytime divas thursdays at 8 a.m on more like radio.com
0: High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the More Like the uh, More Like Radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who Who are you joining there? Oh well, Hippo Juice—they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio, and we're we're jumping on there. High Society Radio—that is. What other What other kind of shows are over there, though? Oh, there, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster. That's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No. You're fucking with a family. Yeah, a real family. A family of gangsters. Take the edge off. More like radio.com. It's like rap music, you can understand. Damn, it
1: feels good to be a gangster.
0: Hey man, when you need to look your finest, what do you do? Well, I grab my favorite t-shirt, of course. You know, I just knew you were going to say that, and I was going to ask, have you ever checked out T-Fury? I think so. That's the website with the new t-shirt every day, right? That's the one. At tfury.com, there's a brand new t-shirt design every day, and each one lasts for only 24 hours, then it's gone forever. So it's tea today, gone tomorrow? Exactly. That's a lot of t-shirts. Where do they all come from? Well, each design is submitted by a freelance artist, so no two are exactly alike. And the best part? All these teas feature nothing but nerd references. Whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, cartoons, comics, or culture, they're all awesome. And get this, each tea is just 11 bucks. Dude, it looks like I need to update my wardrobe. What's that website again? Just use tinyurl.com slash MLRTs. That's tinyurl.com M-L-R-T-E-E-S Each limited edition tea lasts for only 24 hours So get over there before time runs out Check out today's Tea Fury design right now At tinyurl.com M-L-R-T-E-S
1: Hey everybody, this is Alexa You can hear my Uncle Sean Say terrible things On a Hippo Juice Show Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m., followed by the Red Show from 9 to 11, and now Mark Out Radio with Big T and Dark Box is on Wednesday too. Join them during their new time slot, 11 to 1 a.m., only on MoreLikeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Kitty from Lust and Lump, where we like to talk about everyday topics. Everyone was getting shit-faced and they were stroking my dickhead. <laughs> my fucking vagina is swollen, okay? I think my favorite place is the anus. Of course I'd pop that pussy. She said she had her ass cheeks spread out. And uh, she was, uh, you know, putting the wax on it. And as soon as she went to go pull the wax off, she went. Listen to us live Mondays from 10 to midnight on morelikevideo.com. Punto com.
2: Steve, do you think you could see uh, this
1: line here? This, right. this line here. OSW Review. An old school wrestling podcast that won't kidnap you and kill you. Just uh, just em- emphasize won't, so it okay. makes it sound like a competition will kill you. OSW Review. An old school wrestling podcast that won't kidnap and kill you. And you're listening to More Like Radio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: More like radio.com. Because mean people need to laugh too. Why did you get so drunk?
1: You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted.
0: What's in that cup? Rome and Cokes? Why are you getting wasted?
1: Maybe because you dick so my
2: talent
0: show. Do you have any idea how important this is? You Try have to the idea? Save the pump, really, this is, you have any idea. this is what you're doing. <laughs> Do you know what's gonna happen if the North Koreans take over they are gonna ruin our way of life? Get your shit together, dog! Next.
3: And welcome to hour number two of Alcohol by Volume on morelikeradio.com. If you want to Skype in, alcohol by volume, or call the, uh, well, new ish, I guess, now phone number, 862 345 7125. That's 862 alcohol. And of course, check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. Ah, uh, so where was I? Uh, da-da-da-da-da. Where'd I start my news stories? I'm all disorganized here. Okay. Um, American craft beer sales slump due to an overly demanding UK retailer. Apparently in the... Yeah, Dennis says, uh, hour number two, as it's known, the No Dignity Kevin Show. See, I... This this night, I have barely been drinking. I've actually been very, very good. I can still see brewery without fucking things up. I finished that 7-Up and Moonshine. I'm about halfway through a bottle of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Not, not even halfway through. And I only have one other bottle down here. So I figure after Friday, if this fucks me up, then I really do have a drinking problem. <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm better this week. I'm going to be good this week. God, that, that picture in the chat. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and you're listening live, and you're not in the chat room, go to morelikeradio.com slash live, and you'll see what we're talking about. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, in the UK, with imports of American craft beer, there was a 44.5% slump. In comparison, exports to the rest of the world in 2012, they surged 72%. (laughs) See, Dennis knows me. If I can't handle one bottle of beer, then maybe I have a drinking problem. Spoken like a true alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm being more responsible now. I mean, you know, it's Tuesday. I'm, I'm required to drink for the show. I mean, you know, Royce told me he'd fire me if I wasn't drinking during the show. At least I think he said that. I may have imagined that too. Um, then again, he threatens to fire me so often. I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, pretty much these UK retailers, there were a couple different problems that were causing this slump in sales. Unrealistic price demands. The article didn't... It wasn't really clear what the specifications were on that, whether the retailers were trying to charge too much and therefore they weren't selling well or if the importation costs were too much. The article wasn't clear on that, but this one shelf life demands. This one makes more sense. Hey, punchy. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> uh, in terms of shelf life, these UK supermarkets, they wanted a 12 month shelf life on craft beer. And typically for the most part, obviously you have your exceptions. You have your Imperial stouts that are made to age in you know such a way that they have that longer shelf life, you, you, you kind of cellar them in that way. But typically, craft beers will start to spoil after six. So if you ever if you see that liquor store that seems to have a very l- s- slow turnaround, like I know I have one near me, and I saw I saw a pumpkin there, a lot of pumpkin, as recently as four months ago that was clearly from last year. If you see a store like that, that does not have the good turnaround, be very careful because you may end up with not necessarily bad beer, but it's not going to be up to snuff. It's not going to be what it should be. I mean, depending on, depending on the, the quality of the bottles, you run a better risk of it skunking. If like obviously, brown bottles are better because they, you know, filter the UV. In fact, that's a that's a little thing, in one of the articles I'll get into. But so be careful of that you see a store that doesn't have good turnaround with their beer. Now, if they have a lot of empty shelves and they have to constantly restock product, you're you're doing fine there then. But Eric Wallace, president of Left Hand Brewing, one of my one of my favorite brewers because of Left Hand Milk Stout. Said you have to be smoking crack if you think an imported beer can have a shelf life of twelve months. That's not even just saying a craft beer. That's saying an imported beer. Y- you got to think of all the stuff that that th- the imports go through when they are actually traveling too. So, and you know m- maybe a shitty import will have a longer shelf life, but we're talking about good craft beers here like left hand that stuff it, it's not gonna sit on the shelf that long and it makes me think that the pricing demands were these merchants jacking up the prices because you know people want their craft beer but they jacked them up too high people weren't selling them shelf like you know, they're on the shelf too long beer goes bad and they lose money all, overall so you know that that could that could really account for that 44.5 percent slump Another factor, and this is probably a really big one here, and for some reason I didn't even know about this, Shepard Neem, I guess it's, I believe it's a brewery or distributor out there, they're being licensed to brew Boston Beer's products in Kent. So there goes that huge importation of the U.S.'s number one craft beer producer, Sam Adams, so, obviously, all that's not being imported, so that's really, really strongly going to skew the numbers. Another thing I saw was that I guess some merchants are choos- choosing to purchase their beers from the Netherlands. So, that's screwing with the UK's sales as well. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Weird. I didn't. In-, in Bertation? What? I did not have a Bertation. Maybe Friday night, but not tonight. Uh, Let me whip my whistle here. Uh. And oh, Punchy says when he goes to bed, he's going to be watching a fuck ton of GI Joe. Now, are we talking the original cartoon, or are we talking the movies? Because I will admit, I did enjoy the first GI Joe movie. It wasn't a wasn't a masterpiece. But it was a decent live action GI Joe movie. I mean, you know Christopher Eccleston was in it. You can't complain too much about that. I haven't seen the second one yet, but the original cartoon, the original cartoon was good. It was it, I mean, okay. Punchy says the original, it, the original cartoon was really just as good as Transformers. I mean, looking back at it, there are a, probably a lot more bad episodes than there are good, and you'll notice a lot more. <laughs> It sounded like I said invertation instead of Interpretation. Wait, when did I say Interpretation? Oh, yeah. I said Importation, not Interpretation. So I could understand why that would sound like invertation. <laughs> Ooh, Punchy's going to be watching the porn spinoff, G.I. Plumber Joe. Uh, and now we're getting into a Doctor Who debate. Tenant better than Eccleston. Yes, I I will. I will contend. I, I prefer Tenant to Eccleston. But... I thought Eccleston was good in the G.I. Joe movie. No, I thought he was one of the few good parts of Heroes, too, when he was in that. Um, Oh, but with the, yeah, you know, watching the G.I. Joe cartoon now, I mean, you you notice the animation errors and shit like that. There's one episode I remember, and I really remember this because I always seem to see it. When friends and I were waiting for our school bus in elementary school, the bus stop was right outside my friend's house. So we would always show up at his house early and go inside and watch G.I. Joe because it was on at like 7 in the morning. And the one I remember was... I'm I'm sure Punchy probably remembers this episode and anybody else that's listening that has seen the original G.I. Joe cartoon probably remembers this where they were all scared about the Viper coming. And a lot of you probably remember that joke about the Viper is coming. The Viper is coming. And all it was, was that the Viper was coming to vipe the windows. And that was the punchline at the end of the episode. <sighs> Just, I, I, you know, I, I, gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get the G.I. Joe episodes. I mean, I have, the original Transformers, I have at least two different dvd set releases for that i have the japanese only episode imports yeah so i i got i gotta get gi joe and <laughs> punchy remembers okay um well as, as i go from that into a more more somber story oh and the episodes where they genetically created serpentor i remember that too turning into nerd hour here but i don't care gi joe was cool and it, it, and I never had G.I. Joe toys when I was younger. A friend of mine had the aircraft carrier, had a shitload of toys. But, I, ooh, all the episodes are on Netflix. Okay, uh, I guess I'm watching Netflix a little bit. <laughs> but I, I never had any G.I. Joe toys. I was, I was pure I was pure Transformers, I was pure He-Man, I was pure Ninja Turtles. So in, into a, more, a little bit more of a somber story, and this is kind of a quickie. Some, I think a couple months ago, I... I, I went through an article that was raising issues of safety at craft breweries and kind of going over the ratio of injuries and whatnot and the potential for unreported injuries versus the big breweries and the percentage was just a lot higher at craft breweries and that was even assuming a lot of unreported injuries and stuff like that. It was more injuries than deaths, of course. This one is actually a death. Worker dies in forklift accident at Stone Brewing. Like I said, this harkens back to that previous story. An investigation has been launched. It was a 27-year-old guy. Uh, I don't know if he was strictly a forklift operator or if he was actually a brewer there as well. I've I've seen some conflicting, uh, conflicting stories. And yeah, punchy. I remember the the fridge figure too. <laughs> that thing was fucking awesome. I think that was I think that was a mail away figure, right? <laughs> um, but this twenty seven year old guy, the forklift fell over and landed on him. Now, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck that happens. I I worked at Sam's Club ages ago. I drove a forklift very briefly. The only way I could see that happening is if he tried to turn a corner too hard because even like even if you're carrying a pallet and you turn a corner too hard often it's the pallet that'll go or the the stock on the pallet will shift and go but he something something had to get fucked up for that forklift to fall over and land on him like that i'm curious to see if it was neglect on stone's part or if this was honestly a freak accident i've heard conflicting things about the treatment of workers at stone so it's a little it's a little hard to say. Stone's not making any further statements until the investigation's over. They're not commenting at all. They closed down brewing operations and tours the day it happened, which was this past Sunday, as they should have, and then they were scheduled to reopen the following day, which, yeah, it's fine. You got to keep operations going. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'm I'm very curious to find out what happened there. If it was a freak accident, I mean, because this isn't Budweiser where they're you know going to be able to kind of sweep it under the table. If there was some kind of neglect going on, if there's you know some kind of settlement that happens, we're probably going to find out about it. Uh, this is a brewer that I'm actually not familiar with. They're based out of San Ramona, California. They're called Shoe Bros Brewing. And they're releasing... What's kind of interesting it's basically it's the same beer in a package two I can't say two bottles of it I can't say two cans of it because they're offering it in a combo pack it's going to be one bottle of their Nico American wheat and one can of their Nico American wheat there's nothing different um ooh poor punchy he got booted or he uh got stuck <laughs> um and if Dennis isn't there, I can probably uh, I can probably boot it, Punchy. Sorry, chat chat problems. Okay, there you go, Punchy. Um, but uh, it, there's nothing different about the brew. It's the same beer, both ways, just a can and a bottle. I think this is honestly a brilliant way for people to honestly compare canned and bottled brews uh more often than not you know i you know like for instance i i get a 12 pack of purple haze from abita i'm not also going to pick up a six pack of bottles with it there's no point to that with me this is a good way to compare that just you know back to back you know if that can does affect the taste to some people so like nothing else has changed in the brew it's just the drinking vessel This was kind of interesting. An anonymous poll on their site showed a slight preference to cans, which conflicted with another study that was held, I think in the same vicinity, with a uh, St. Mary's University MBA study, which showed—and this surprised me—showed 90% of respondents not in favor of cans. Now, it— I wish they had gone into more detail in this article as to why they did not like cans or whatever, you know, is it the taste? Do they like the feel of a bottle better? You know, something like that. But Shubros wants to use this kind of combo pack experiment to see if it's feasible for them to eventually adopt cans due to preservation qualities in the can because it does hold better in a can than it does in a bottle no matter what. Uh, environmental concerns, you know, more easily recyclable shit like that. And they, they hope this combo pack will open some drinkers' eyes. Because there even though more and more craft beers are delving into packaging in cans and you see you see a lot more. You know, Founders is doing their all day IPA in cans now. Sam Adams doing cans now. There's still that weird stigma behind it where you have the can of Coors Light you know, sitting in the frat house, you know, crushing the can on your forehead, kind of thing. Um, so it, they're they're trying to get past that. I I will drink from cans occasionally. There are some beers I get that are only available in cans. Twenty uh, first Amendment Hell or High Watermelon. I don't. I have never seen that in a bottle. Fucking delicious. Oh, son of a bitch! Voltron's on Netflix too. That actually, if I hadn't already packed up, I we're hopefully going to be trying to move sometime in the next year. So I've already packed up all my DVDs, but I have all of Ultron on DVD, Vehicle Force Voltron. and all of the original Goliath. So, so Netflix will next Netflix will help me here. <laughs> we're all over the place. It's like a nerd hour crossover. I love it. Okay, so done with that combo pack. Uh. It, Dennis concurs. Guinness draft can is better than the bottle, definitely, definitely, because well, the bottle, the bottle doesn't even have um, a widget anymore, does it? I think it used to at a point. It had a special widget developed for the bottle that was. I almost want to say it was more like a a little metal kind of thing. It almost reminded me of like a little uh, fuck. What is it like those CO two canisters? Whereas the draft can has the little plastic widget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch confirms that it used to have the widget. I mean, I, the back when, back when I thought Guinness was too heavy for me, I remember shit. I think I was still back in Michigan and this girl that I was trying to hook up with, uh, all she had there was Guinness. So I had the Guinness and I remember just the clinking inside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dennis says it was plastic. It looked like a little bowling pin. Okay. But I remember clinking around inside of the bottle. I'm like, what the fuck? Now, now that I'm more educated on beer and I know this stuff, the the bottle doesn't have that widget anymore. But they say, oh, it's still just as good. Eh, I don't think... The, the can... Just that that release that you get when you open that can and you just get that head coming and you do that perfect pour into a glass. Fucking beautiful. So every now and then, I just got to get the Guinness and... I, I don't drink it out of the can. I pour, because it's delicious. But still, it's in the can, and you would think, oh no, can affects the flavor. No. Guinness in the can is heaps better. So much better. So much better. Okay. Mitch says, after the widget was removed, they changed the bottle to use a different style of nitrogen, and the taste did change. And it you know it, it's like, um, like those nitro stouts. They have, um, what is it, uh, left-hand, has their milk uh, nitro milk stout, and like I don't know, the, the the nitro beers, the nitro beers don't do it for me. If it's on tap, if it's on tap, then okay, because that's nitrogenating it in a more proper way. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're all beer snobs, but we like what we like. We like our tastes. Um. So let me hit this list. The, another top 10 unusual beer flavors. Oh, uh, and okay. And the last thing on changing a taste. Uh, Mitch said it was the same when they changed the color of the Coke can from the red to a white. Uh, something happened and the taste did change. I wasn't the only one who noticed talking about Coca Cola, not Diet Coke. Yeah. It, it's, it's really weird how they try and sneak that shit through and say, oh, no, it t- t- tastes the same, tastes the same. And those those that know it will pick up that subtle difference. I mean, for me, it, like, I, I, for the most part, if I drink soda, I drink diet sodas. I am at that point where regular sodas just, they come across as way too sweet to me to the point where if somebody handed me a soda and I took a sip, and I'd be like, "Oh, holy fuck! This is just regular Pepsi." Ah, oh. I'd know it. it. It's kind of that same thing where if if you're if you're constantly used to a certain flavor, no matter the beverage, and it changes, despite their claims to the contrary, you're you're gonna you're gonna see it. You're gonna taste it. Okay, so. I already got that story. Okay, top 10 unusual beer flavors. This uh, this first one on here, I don't remember if I ever got into this one before, and I know I've seen mentions of it as a new beer at breweries. A lot of the time, I, I try and stray away from new beer releases that are very, 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 very region-specific, as in you have to go to the brew pub and have it on tap otherwise, because... While I have a decent listener listenership, uh, I don't want to I don't want to get too crazy local with that. So, this first one is from Angel City Brewing in Los Angeles. It's an avocado flavored brew. Now, I'm not a fan of avocado. Don't like guacamole. However, uh, talking to Cornex today, I know he rather does like guacamole. So he he might actually enjoy this one. This is this is another kind of local thing for them. It's being made available at the brewery's Avocado Festival, held every August. Uh, oh, I love the name of uh, the brewery. Brewer Dieter Forstner came up with the idea as a result of his grandparents owning an avocado farm. In terms of the beer, Forstner recently told... Uh, uh, I can't even... Uh, fucking people, why you gotta use italics and then I can't tell the difference between an I and an L? God damn it. Uh, anyway, he said, I added about 100 pounds of avocado directly to our mash and then added some more to our whirlpool. I also added crushed red pepper, garlic, lime, and cilantro to give it a guacamole flavor. It's a Kolsch-style beer. Now, of course, if I was into guacamole, I'd probably be all over this kind of thing. He went on to say... Um, the reason why I chose that style is because it has light, delicate flavors, just like that of the avocado. Really wanted to showcase the Was trying to make sure everything was light and delicate and well-balanced. There's not a whole lot of red pepper in there. I didn't want to overwhelm the flavor of the beer. And that makes sense. When, when, you, when you do these experimental flavors, you don't want to make it not taste like a beer, but you also don't want to lose the flavor of the ingredient that you're adding in there. You need that right balance. Uh, the next one on this list, this one, I want to say, I know I've mentioned fermented milk before, but this is actually, this is different. This one says following a dairy surplus in Japan several years ago, a drink shop owner in the country's largest dairy farming region decided to create a milk beer. Now this shouldn't be like confused with a milk stout or anything like that. Um, Let's see. Uh, farmers had to throw away nearly 900 tons of milk, so uh, Chitoshi Nakahara created the new brew. He calls it Bilk. Um, the beer is about 30% milk, contains hops, and the production process does not differ too much from your regular beer. If milk beer isn't your cup of tea, Nakahara also produces a beer using potatoes. Curious how that would work too, because obviously you can you know use potatoes for you know vodka and stuff like that too. So you know, all you know, I guess as long as you can ferment it, you can you can make something out of it. Um, and of course, Mitch loves avocados. I, uh, I, I I I I tried them. I mean, I like anytime anytime I'm at a Mexican restaurant, there they have guacamole on the plate. I'm like, well, maybe I like it now, and I try it. Nope. Still, still not doing the thing. Although I did, I uh, went out Chevys on Saturday, and with their uh, crispy chicken flautas, they have a jalapeno jelly, which up until this uh, this Sunday, I um, did I say Saturday before I meant Sunday. Uh, up until this Sunday, I didn't. I hated it. Hated it. This time, tried a little bit of my fork, and I'm like, hmm, that's kind of sweet and spicy, and. Now I fucking love it. So yeah, I'm I'm 34 now. My tastes are still evolving. So I, I, I give it time. Maybe, maybe by the time I'm 40, I will finally, finally get myself into guacamole. And hello to Dolly in the chat. Oh, Dennis says he'll change my opinion on avocados. Okay, I I go for it, Dennis, because I would love I would love. I would love to love avocados because I know there's so much shit you can do about with avocados I know Sherry I talk about food more than beer sometimes that seems to be the second half of the show is a fucking beer show, beer show I don't know or yeah food show but Dennis says he still can't do guac okay so I will trust your opinion on that Dennis you'll have to you'll have to introduce me to the wonderful world of avocados uh, let's see, what number am I on on this list? Number three, uh, I may have mentioned this at some point, so peanut butter cup coffee porter, this isn't some rogue thing, this is from the Willoughby Brewing Company in Ohio, 5.5% alcohol by volume beer, it's made by adding special peanut butter and chocolate flavor to a robust porter this is another local kind of one, they said, we don't currently bottle or can it, adding that most of the beer is consumed at the pub but the pub went on to say we do offer growlers to go so that's why I got to find more brew pubs out here that are brewing different stuff like that. Uh, number four on the list, of course the rogue, you know, they go with the maple bacon ale or bacon maple ale, which I love and is not as bad as that other one. Um, let's see. This one was very, very interesting. And next time I'm in Michigan, I got to see if I can find this stuff. It's from Right Brain Brewery in Traverse City, Michigan. And for those... We're talk, talking about food again. Talking about food again. It says in the article, for many, the combination of beer and pork does work well together. <laughs> We've talked about pork and ribs and everything in the chat before. The Mangalitsa Pig Porter is made using cold smoke Mangalitza pigs. The beer uses four pig's heads, no brains, and three bags of bones in the fermenter. The porter has a smoky flavor with a bacon finish and big pig mouthfeel. Now, I enjoy a smoky beer. This sounds like the kind of thing I would fucking love. So maybe the next time I'm in Michigan, whenever, whenever I do travel to Michigan, I am always, always trying to find the local brews, and it's so much easier to find them out there just because you know, 7-Eleven sells beer out there, unlike in Jersey. So there are a lot more places I can find this stuff. Now, back, back before you know, I really, really got myself into beer, I was, you know, pretty much like, you know, smuggling FAGO Diet Rock and Rye across state lines. And now it's smuggling the beer back to Jersey. Oh, Dennis. I don't think putting four Susan Dean heads into beer would be as tasty. Ah, trying to be nice, trying to be nice. Number, f- number five, number six, number six, number six is of course the old standby for any one of these lists. It's the Wells Banana Bread beer, which at this point I don't think any of us consider that unusual anymore. That that is, you know, it was unusual to me when I first started drinking beer and the first time I saw it. Now that that is a staple of craft beer. That. Anybody you want to get into craft beer, have them try that because that's your gateway right there. If beer can taste like this, what else can it taste like? Number seven on this list, I know I've mentioned this before. It's another beer out of Michigan from Shorts Brewing Company. It's their Key Lime Pie uh, made with fresh limes, milk sugar, graham cracker, marshmallow fluff. Um, and this this one's in a bottle. This is another one I wish I could find out there. I, I've seen some stuff from shorts in stores, but I don't see a huge variety of it. So, again, next time I'm out there, I haven't been out there in probably a year now. So, but uh, li- a little aside, I do have I do have a friend from Michigan that is also sending me uh, for pretty much for my birthday, or she put it my beer day, a uh, beer care package of. A lot of different stouts and sours from out there, to which I thank her greatly because she knows how much I love sours. She's totally into them now too. So, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some good good beer coming my way from both her and from Mitch. I'm very happy about that. I'm hoping Mitch likes the stuff I send him to. Very much hoping. Ah, uh, number eight on the list. Again, I don't find this weird. Southern Tier Creme Brulee. I see that everywhere. I've had it before. It's almost a little bit too bittersweet for me, but you know, it depends on your taste. Um, (laughs) number nine is one of my favorites. So I don't find it unusual at all. Heller High Watermelon from 21st Amendment. Fantastic watermelon, wheat beer, nice and summery. Uh, it is a seasonal. So I think September is the last month that's available, so I'm probably going to have to pick up another uh, six-pack of it before it disappears for the year, because that'll make me very, very sad when it's gone. And then this one, I know I've mentioned beers with prickly pears before, but it may have just been in passing. This one, it's a prickly pear lager from the Tex-Mex Brewery in Cedar Park, Texas. Summer seasonal includes prickly pears from the fields of Texas, which add a fruity cactus flavor It's more carbonated than other beers from the brewery adds to its summer drinkability, which, uh, this is another drinking use for prickly pears other than liqueur, which is a popular drink in the Mediterranean island of Malta, rich amber color, 4.9% beer, aromas of lilac and dried hay with a bright citrus flavor. So there were, there were a few in there that, that were a little bit different. I mean, I, I, I pulled up earlier, it was another one of those, you know, strangest vodka flavors and uh, you look at all the different Three Olives flavors, all the different Pinnacle flavors, this shit's not strange anymore. It's not. One of them they had on there as being strange was bubblegum vodka. That's perfectly fucking normal. Now, if you told me there was a squirrel-flavored vodka, I'd say, okay, that's pretty fucking strange. Who wants to drink squirrel vodka? Um, I mean, the bison grass vodka, that's, that's a little bit different. Ah... Uh, I know they they had like maybe one I mean of course they had the bacon vodka on there that that's the staple of those strange vodka lists now too just like the banana bread beer um, I know there was one other there's like a tomato vodka I've seen that more frequently lately um but for the most part, the list was just it was it was kind of running down the different stuff you know that, that Pinnacle and Three Olives has, you know, Loopy that tastes like Fruit Loops. There, there's a uh, there's a Loopy one now that I want to get that tastes supposedly tastes like Sweet Tarts. You know, your Pinnacle whipped, your Pinnacle cake, your Pinnacle Swedish fish, you know, all that stuff. It's not it's not strange anymore. It's not strange the bacon is just on the edge of strange now and even then it's not that strange anymore i mean i remember um i think it was on the you know for anybody that's still watching bar rescue on the um on the (laughs) punchy in the chat weed beer just trying to do my show guys (laughs) hashtag jj voice (sighs) <sighs> Dennis doesn't like his flavored vodka though he likes it pure and i I like it because I'll, I'll mix it with a with a soda I mean the loopy mixed great with like you know a, a you know cherry Pepsi and whatnot um but fuck. god damn it I know I was going somewhere with this flavored vodkas flavored beverages I don't know I'm completely lost uh well yeah I know yeah Dennis mentioned like there's there's weed beer out you know there, there's hemp beers out there 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 are a few. Uh, I don't know if there are any vodkas like that, but for the most part, every, everybody's jumping on those flavor bandwagons and it's, it's not, it's not strange anymore. It's not, it's not strange anymore. Um, oh, okay. That's what, it, on the last episode of Bar Rescue, there was, there was some kind of cocktail they made. It was a, I think it was supposed, they called it like a Belgian waffle or something like that. And They said the drink itself tasted kind of like a waffle, and there was a piece of... I I don't know if it was candied bacon or just bacon in there. It should have been candied, but that's their fault. And the guys there were like, this isn't a manly drink. Oh, fuck you. There's bacon in your shot. That's manly enough. Deal with it. I thought it sounded good. Taffer didn't like it, but whatever. Um... You know what? Since since I am getting getting slightly lower on time, I might as well kind of kick into the new uh, beer releases and reveals this week. Cause i i always I always hit tangents when I am doing this, so i don't want to I don't want to go into uh, Sir Darkside's show too much tonight because that would be very very rude. So, the new beer releases and reveals for the week. Uh, let me close out that link, close out that link, close out that link. This one, we're, we're, we're getting to that pumpkin again. This one seemed a little bit different to me though, because I don't see a lot of, um, barrel aged pumpkin beers. This one is Altex Lexington brewery, Kentucky pumpkin barrel ale. I know it's a mouthful there. This one's aged for six weeks in a barrel. I posted the, uh, label in the, uh, in the chat it is supposed to be out within the next week in twelve ounce four packs. It's ten percent alcohol by volume, so this one's a, a pretty pretty sturdy beer. Some will even come with a special pumpkin snifter, which I think looks pretty damn cool. I think yeah, I have a picture of that. You know, kind of the the beer has that kind of orange tinge to it, or that you know that amber tinge, so it gives you that uh, jack o' lantern kind of feel to it. So I'll post that in the chat too. You'll see the snifter there. I have no idea if this company even distributes out by me, but if I was able to find the pack with the snifter, that's pretty cool. Uh, punchy, 12% your show name. Got it. Fuck you. Yeah. Remember when, 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 Dennis, when Dennis would Skype in and um, he would uh, play that clip. Wait, did you uh, Punchy, did, did you find Trooper? Did you find Trooper yet? If not, I still gotta look for it for you. Still gotta look for it. I'm going to go to the liquor store again this weekend, but uh, we all know what happened there. Uh, so, if again, if I find a bottle, I'm buying it for you, Punchy. Um, oh, okay. And you know what? I don't think I'm going to see this pumpkin beer, but stranger things have happened. It says that distributions in Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, Indiana, Georgia, New York, Florida, Wisconsin, and Illinois. So if the New York stuff makes its way over here, maybe, don't know. Oh yeah, Punchy says in his defense he can't really go looking. Yeah, cause, you know, the, the whole the whole car thing. So uh, I'm at liquor stores enough. So honestly, if if I do see a bottle, I will pick one up for you and I'll let you know because I'll see it before before long at some point. Um, let's see the next one here. This is a uh, set of commemorative cans honoring Jaws and Captain Quint from uh, Narragansett Brewing. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm guessing. I know, um, uh, D could, uh, probably tell me better, um, from, well, actually, is she still doing the Sully Show right now, or is she on hiatus? I think she's on hiatus, but you guys remember her. Uh, they're using the 1975 retro image of the can that was made popular from the scene where Quint crushes a can of Narragansett to intimidate Hooper, and I think I actually have, uh, I might have an image of it, yeah, yep, yeah. very, very retro-y looking can, uh, damn it, damn it. Son of a bitch. Why did I do that? Okay, okay, she is still doing Sully show. Okay. I'm I I've been so behind on my podcast, so I I'm sorry Sully, I haven't been able to listen lately. I apologize. Okay. So that's the that's the retro can that they're doing for, you know, honoring Jaws and Captain Quint. All of their 12, 18, and 30 packs of cans are going to have the retro design available all throughout New England. I may even see him here because I know we get at least a handful of the Narragansett beers, and I know we get the lager. so We may see that here in Jersey. Um, okay, a few weeks ago, I was mentioning how Peach Beers seem to be... Uh, uh, wait, oh, you're a recurring guest host on on uh, the Sully Show, Punchy? See, okay, now... Now I feel bad for missing. God damn! See, I'm gonna have to. oh I'm gonna have to go in the back catalog and start start pulling it back up again. Uh, damn! Damn me and my ER visits, screwing up my whole podcast listening. Okay, Punchy says he has been. So listen to the silly show on Sundays. Was it Sun- uh, Sundays at noon Eastern? I believe noon to two I think if I remember correctly I need to memorize my schedules better I try and be a company man so I've been mentioning how peach beers are getting more popular there, there are a few more coming out great divide out of Denver Colorado they added peaches to their grand crew it's a limited edition I believe I have an image of this So that's, that's one nice thing that I can contribute to the chat Or I can post these images of labels Uh, Basically, each show Sully says, "Yeah." (laughs) Basically, each show Sully says, "I'm welcome back." And the following week, I ask if he wants me on, so everybody wants you on their shows. Punchy. I I mean, you know, you you go on three sixty, on four twenty, you can go on Hippo Juice, you can go on Dutch and Royce, you can go on any show on the network. Um, and then the other the other peach beer from uh, Mother Earth Brewing out of Kingston, North Carolina. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, I didn't even. Finish with the the Peach Grand Crew. It's a Belgian strong dark ale, twelve percent alcohol. So that's a fucking strong one. Seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. Arrivals to be determined. Dennis says Sully's just being nice and punchy. Just won't go away. See, that's that's why that's why I'm very careful about um, calling into shows because I want to make sure I'm actually wanted before I do so. Because most of the time, like the previous times I've called into shows like Dutch and Royce and stuff, I've had problems. So I'm very careful. I'm, I'm very, I don't know, I'm very timid about that now. <laughs> uh, Mother Earth Brewing out of Kingston, North Carolina with their beer simply called Peaches. It's a wheat beer with North Carolina grown peaches aged in Chardonnay for a nice twist. So that sounds kind of good. It, when, when you're making all these... You could almost say it's kind of a fad beer because I think peaches are a fad beer right now. They're good, but they're a fad beer and not a fag beer, fad beer. So you got to make something a little bit different with it. And the Chardonnay is kind of a nice twist. Uh, 8.2% alcohol by volume, 750 milliliter bottles. It's releasing this Saturday, actually, August 24th. Um, Dennis says he won't call in the DNR or hippo juice. I'd be too petrified. Yeah the reason i called into dnr what it was actually i think it was the week after my show started so i wasn't even very technically sound with all my equipment i knew how to do solo you know with my broadcast but skyping into other shows you know i didn't have the broadcast turned down yet i was echoing on my end it was a fucking mess in fact, the one promo that i have where dutch goes oh kevin you know rookie you know great at video horrible at everything else in his life That was from that episode of DNR. So, uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not witty enough for those shows, and I'm not saying that the other shows on the network aren't witty, but they're more slower paced where I can fit in with them better. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Not technically sound. Dutch ripped my ability to produce. Well, and to be fair, that was about six or seven months ago too. So I. I think I've gotten better but I'm still not confident enough to call into those shows unless they really really want me to so Dutch if you want me to call into DNR let me know otherwise I'm staying silent <laughs> okay um, I think I got maybe one or two okay yeah, two more here Cigar City Life is Like Bourbon Barrel aged Sweet Stout this is pretty much local to Florida and wherever else Cigar City distributes. But I think th- I think they're very, very primarily Florida, getting all that goddamn good Cigar City stuff. I need to get down there and get some of their stuff. I'm always hearing about their beers. This one's an Imperial Sweet Stout, brewed with cherries and c- c- yeah, I always pronounce this word, cacao nibs, aged in bourbon barrels. It's a collaboration with McKellar, so some of you are probably familiar with them, and their aim is to emulate a chocolate. Covered Cherry. And to that I say, fuck yes, because I love a chocolate-covered cherry. Now, obviously, limited qu- you know, quantities because it's an awesome beer, so why wouldn't it be? $25 a bottle their tasting room, and there's also distribution statewide in Florida. So, beyond that, we're fucked. So, I mean, you know, Marie and Royce and Mersh could probably find this, but I'm fucked if I want it. And the last one for the night, Shipyard Mint Chocolate Stout. I previously reported on this, but now the release is solidified for November and then through February. Um, and I think I... Actually, you know, and I also forgot, I have for uh, Cigar City, I have a... Uh... <laughs> Wrong window. Cigar City, I got a label. Post that in the chat. And then with this one, I know I posted this one before for Shipyard. But it's fucking awesome, so why not? And I know this is a beer that some people in the chat were saying, ugh, yuck, god damn. The description on the bottle it's a dark, silky beer with aromas of chocolate and licorice, two flavors that I fucking love, smooth chocolate and coffee flavors up front lead to a subtle spearmint finish to fully enjoy all the flavors of this ale. It's best drunk at 55 degrees Fahrenheit, 9% alcohol by volume, 22 ounce bombers. I know... Like I said, most of you probably wouldn't even get close to this because you're not, I don't know, the the flavor combination, it didn't seem like it would appeal to you guys. I think it sounds fantastic if it's balanced well, if the mint's not too heavy, if the chocolate's not too heavy. Shipyard's other brews I think have been great. They're Smash Pumpkin, Smash Blueberry. So I kind of have high hopes for this, and I'm really, really, really hoping that I see it. If I don't, I will be... You know, genuinely disappointed because th- this is one that I've been looking forward to. I know I report on it a lot and I say, ooh, I want to find this. Ooh, it's good. But this one I want to find. <laughs> so with that, I guess it's about time to close out the show. So if you people would like... You can check out what we're talking about in the Facebook group. I will occasionally post random, 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 random stuff in there. Some show-related, some not, but for the most part, it's beer-related. It's facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S. I, you know, tweet occasionally. That one's my personal account. And Then there's at MLR underscore alcohol, which is the show Twitter You can look me up on untapped. I am alcohol by volume, all one word. Send me a friend request. Damn it, Dennis, I'm not being racist, you people. (laughs) And, of course, follow at MoreLikeRadio on Twitter. Go to MoreLikeRadio.com. Check out all our great shows. Download them from iTunes. Download them from MoreLikeRadio.com slash downloads. And download them from MoreLikeRadio.org. Coming up next, Unsigned Hype with Sir Side. Followed by Dutch and Royce I will see you guys next week Thank you very much